Hello, I'm Stephanie Ruff. And I'm Aviva Nabeski. We're the hosts of the Dressage Today podcast, where you can find us talking about anything and everything dressage related. Our conversations span the world of dressage from leading riders to local level dressage heroes. We're talking training advice, showing tips, and sharing stories to inspire your own dressage journey. So tune in, then tack up. Hello, and welcome back to the Dressage Today podcast. Our sponsor for this episode is Purina Animal Nutrition. The PhD equine nutritionists at Purina Animal Nutrition tackle problems using science, and their love of horses keeps them at it until they get it right. Even with the most established feeds, they keep innovating. Even when it takes years of research, they don't stop until it's right. They are dedicated to the scientific method, but it can't capture the feeling of seeing a horse reach their full potential. It takes science and love to help your horses live their best life. Put their research to the test at horseinnovation.com. Now, if you've ever thought about entering a virtual show or you want some tips and tricks for participating in one, you will definitely want to listen to our interview today with Ariel Stafford of Better Dressage Scores. But before that, if you recall from last month's podcast, uh, we talked some about how to stay motivated through the cold winter months. And we put that question to you and out on social media, and we got some great responses. So what are some of the ones that you particularly liked, Aviva? Well, one of my favorites was the responder who said that once you go and spend all that money on the expensive winter gear, you need to use it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I actually love that because I bought a pair of very expensive fur-lined boots. And one day it was too warm to wear them. And I was disappointed because (laughs) I I need to use them. The guilt. Oh, the guilt. Oh, the guilt. Oh, the guilt. Exactly. So I that that's a funny one. I like that. I also one. I think one of the ones that spoke to me the most was um, the listener who said keeping regular lessons scheduled so that she always had something to work towards. Yeah. And that one really that one really resonated for me. Well, and I think you mentioned that too the last time, right? You know, you continue to do lessons. For, for yourself through the winter that that forces you to go out there did I say that that's good then okay maybe <laughs> you me. didn't I don't know maybe you didn't uh we'll have to go back and listen to the podcast well good for me if I said that because that's <laughs> a really you. good motivator it is but it, there is nothing like being held personally responsible <laughs> exactly exactly how about you what what resonated for you with their with our answers well, I remember seeing one person agreed with me and said, go to Florida. Yeah. A Um, lot of people said go to Florida (laughs) or have a heated indoor arena. Or have a heated indoor (laughs) arena. Yes. Yes. Some people um, are are fortunate in that it's not um, as big as a task as it is for others, but um, you know, some of the, some of the ones that also were kind of humorous was, you know, just looking for knowing that spring and summer are coming and it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, winter will not last forever. Um, and I think wine was an answer. Wine was, was a good up. answer. Yeah, yes. I, I can get behind wine. And um, but a lot of people also just said, you know, well, some that take care of their own horses 
um, at home, they have to go take care of them anyway. So, you know, you're out there, you're doing stuff you may as well. You may as well yeah. ride, but you know, and, and the ones that just enjoy, they look forward to seeing their horse. So they want to see their horse. They want to spend time with their horse, yeah. so you, despite whether or not it's cold or, or whatnot. So lots and lots of, uh, good tips and, uh, and feedback. And there are a lot of people out there that, struggle to get through the winter too but it it will end it will it, eventually eventually that's right we're in the it was it was 65 on on thursday here almost 70 and then we got 50 mile an hour winds and it's now down below freezing yeah that's tough that is yeah. that really is not a whole lot of fun but we keep slogging through that's, that's right what we do that yes that is what we do We received two questions from Melody that are similar, but slightly different. So for Ask the L today, I thought, Aviva, you could answer one this month and one at our next podcast. Okay. So the question for this month is, are there rules, either outright or unspoken, regarding warm-up etiquette? That's a great question. and. And yes, I mean, I'm glad, thank you, Melody, for asking that question, because I think one of the things that intimidates people more than anything about showing is the warm-up ring, um, because it's, you know, chaos at times. Um, and there are rules, and not everybody follows them, but there are some rules. And, you know, the first one is you pass left shoulder to left shoulder, and you, the person on the track is the person going the fastest. So if you're walking, get off the track, get out of the way. Um, there are rules like tell people where you're going. Um, so if you're about to warm up your extension across the diagonal, um, look up, see where people are, figure out where you have a clear path and yell, diagonal. <laughs> or circling or whatever it is that you're going to do um, because everybody is nervous and everybody is focused on their own horse and their own ride and how many of us look down yeah. and are not paying attention to what's going on around us. So I had a trainer for a while. I, I was very, very intimidated by the warm-up ring. Um, and I, I felt like everybody else seemed to have more right to be there than I did. And my trainer reminded me that we are all entitled to warm up and we are all entitled to be in the ring. Yeah. Um, but we need to be respectful of one another. And that means keep an eye out. And if you see that one horse is being particularly fractious and the rider is clearly having a difficult time, don't ride up that horse's butt, <laughs> you know, turn before you get there. Um, if you see that there is an upper level horse in the ring and they are doing all kinds of lateral work, um, keep an eye on, on their line of travel and try not to just cut right in front of them in the middle of a half pass. Um, yes, you have the right to the arena too, but if they've already started something try to be a little bit respectful. 
Um, if you're going to stop and put your coat on, leave the arena. Go stand outside the fence and let your trainer hold your horse and put your coat on out there. If you're going to drink some water, come off the rail to do that. Um, you know, just respectful kinds of behavior and everybody will appreciate it. Um, you know, we all make a mistake. We start across the diagonal and don't realize that somebody else is in the middle of the circle and, you know, there, there's chaos. And you, you, you smile and you say, I'm sorry, and you go about your business and you continue. But remember that we're, we're all in the same boat. We're all trying to warm up. We're all trying to present our horses in the best way that we can. Um, we're, we're dressage riders, so we're used to riding an arena without anybody else. So yeah. this is difficult for all of us, but keep your head up, keep your eye out and try to learn how to share. We're not five-year-olds. We know about sharing. <laughs> so hopefully that, hopefully that helps. <laughs> yeah, but it is, I think it's especially true for dressage riders because so often we do ride by ourselves or maybe with one other, there might be one other person in the ring or something yeah. that, that we are not, and our horses are not accustomed to the chaos of the warm-up arena. Exactly. And, um, and that's something that uh, busy boarding stables actually sometimes can benefit from because absolutely you and, you and your horse can get used to riding with other horses doing other things. And um, instead of going, you know, going in there and going, oh, my God, there are 15 horses and I don't know where yeah. I'm going. <laughs> well, and, you know, I had a horse that was very, very unsettled in the warm up ar arena and my trainer had me warm up in the grass. Yeah. Um, and you know, do dressage riders ride the grass? Of course not. Um, <laughs> but that was a better option than right. you know him spending the entire warm up waiting for a horse to to hit him or looking around or or being you know distracted. We were alone out there. We were able to do the work that, that we needed to do. Um, you know, there there are certain breeds that are heavier than other breeds. I know. Um, I have a, a Percheron pony. Percheron Hackney Pony Cross that I used to ride. And it, it, there were horses in the ring when we warmed up that were a little intimidated by him, even though he wasn't the biggest horse in the world. You know, yeah. he, he looked he he looked like a, a big, heavy Frisian. Um, lots of horses are intimidated by Frisians. Yes. And you know, being aware of that are the draft horses. Um, I had another horse that was afraid of paints. I had one of those too. Yep. Yeah. So just, you know, keeping a wary eye out for what's going on with other people um, and, and just being kind. Um, and, and, you know, something else to think about when you're in the warm up ring is I don't know how many other people, you know, you, you, you figure it, you know, who's in the ring with you, you know, who you're competing against and you see somebody warming up a shoulder in and you say, okay, that's the person who's, you know, riding second level with me and wow, they look great. And then you watch them some more and they've just won the warm up, and you get into the ring and you think, I don't even have a, cho a chance. Yeah. Yeah. So pay attention, but don't pay attention. Right. Right. You know, be aware of what people are doing, but, but remember that just because they win the warm up doesn't mean they win the class. <laughs> That's very um, true. There, there are no ribbons for the warm up. No. Although sometimes there should be. <laughs> Well, next month we will have Eviva tackle the second question from Melody.
But in the meantime, if you have a question about showing or judging, you can email me at sruff at equinenetwork.com or reach out to us on social media. When we come back, we'll have our conversation with Ariel Stafford. Ariel Stafford, along with her off-track thoroughbred reef, is an eventer with a strong appreciation for dressage. After years of making ends meet to pay her show bills, she wanted to create a more accessible and financially attainable way for people to show. In 2017, she started Better Dressage Scores to accomplish just that. She has enjoyed meeting riders from all over the world competing on this platform and is incredibly lucky to have a top-notch team of judges on her side. She hopes that if you've never tried virtual shows, or if you have but didn't have a good experience, that you will give her a try. Living in Louisiana, even though COVID and life circumstances have put a grinding halt to her live competitions, Better Dressage Scores continues to be her monthly fix of show life. Thanks so much, Ariel, for joining us today and taking some time out to talk with us. Oh, I'm so excited to talk with you guys, too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it is our pleasure. And the first thing that we want to know is how on earth, because you started your virtual show site prior to COVID. So this was a, this was, you know, which there was a world before COVID. It's hard to remember, but so what in the world made you want to come up with this and do this sort of thing to begin with? How'd you get the idea? Yeah, it's so funny. Everybody kind of always assumes that it's because of COVID, but this started in 2017. Right. Um, and it was basically because I've always been uh, struggling to afford horse shows. And as an eventer, I know that my dressage score is basically everything. And yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, even if I wanted to go to live, dr just dressage only horse shows that racks up the bills too. So, um, I, you know, I can't say that I, I, it took a while to come up with, I saw a couple Instagrams and websites where you can send in a picture and judge your Eck. And I thought, well, why not send in a video and arena is not hard to set up. I mean, yeah. a lot of times we video ourselves just to watch ourselves. Why can't a judge watch us and score us? <laughs> And to be honest, I was like, oh, I don't know if any judges are going to, you know, hop on this idea. This, it was, it's a new concept at that point. Um, and so I just started emailing a bunch of judges of like, Hey, I have this idea. Do you think it would be viable? What, what are your thoughts on it? And so many people were excited and I was like, okay, well, okay. I have something good to go on here. Um, and so I just rolled with it. And go. it's taken off like great guns. Yeah. And, and it was, it was great even before COVID, obviously COVID strengthened it a lot. Um, but actually, you know, Aviva, when, when you came on board, you're one of the original judges. And I remember being so excited and I think I still have your email too, where I had emailed you early, early on. And I said, you know, I'm doing this website and we're doing online horse shows. Would you be interested? And you're like, well, I'm busy at the moment. I was like, oh, okay. She turned me down and you said you'd reach out to me, but I didn't have much faith. And like a couple months later, you were like, Hey, remember me? I'm still interested. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, this is great. So obviously, you know, I'm, I'm still on the forefront of her mind. She really did think it's a good idea. 
and I've locked you down ever since and I'm not letting you go. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and it's been so much fun. It's been a, it's been a fascinating journey. Um, just, I, I feel like I've gotten to know people that I would never have had the opportunity to get to know otherwise from all over the country and actually all over the world. So it's been a, it's been a fascinating exercise for me as well. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite parts for sure is getting to know riders I would never meet. Specifically, we have a huge following in Canada. Really? And oh, huge. And it was, I like, I have friends in Canada now. And a lot of them are like, if you're ever here, you know, come see me. And same thing with the judges. I feel so close with a lot of the judges and they're like, oh my gosh, please come visit me. And they're all the way up. No, like I, I just would never meet them normally, especially so south, so south Louisiana that I am, right. it's hard to get to those places. And I totally feel like I have equestrian friends all over the country and in Canada. It's crazy. <laughs> Well, and if I recall correctly, I actually judged somebody who was in Australia for you. Yeah, I think Australia, we've had New Zealand. Um, we've had a couple, I think, Italian writers before. <laughs> um, just basically, if they can speak English, they've emailed me. This was during COVID, especially. Um, they emailed me and said, is it okay if we enter a USA test? I was like, go for it. Have fun. <laughs> Why not? I mean, sounds great to me. And so we've had writers from really all over the world. That's and it's wonderful cool. looking at these videos. Some of these arenas where people ride are just so breathtaking <laughs> that it, I almost have to watch the test the first time and then go back and judge it because I'm so <laughs> watching the scenery and, you know, things that sit up on, you know, in the middle of mountains and overlooking the ocean and palm trees. And it's just it's incredible. It's so inspiring. I want to ride in some of these places. Exactly. Yeah. Some of the places are absolutely breathtaking. It's insane. And, and I think one of my favorite things too, is we always have questions from people of, Oh, like I don't have a super fancy arena or anything and that's fine. You know, like some of these people might have like a beautiful mountain in the background. It's like this gorgeous property and they have painted milk jugs as their markers for their <laughs> yeah. dressage arena. And I'm like, this is still gorgeous. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then there's that one person that we know who we're not going to mention and embarrass her, Erin, um, <laughs> who shows in the middle of snowstorms with three feet of snow on the ground. She is the bravest rider. She is my, like my Canadian friend now. And she will, she will have so much snow out and she will dress to the nine. She always has it decked out like real live showing. She'll take a picture and everything. Her horse is gorgeous. It's just, I mean, she just braves everything to make sure that she rides every month. It's awesome. That's wow. great. Good for, good for her. <laughs> I know she puts me to shame. I'm like, oh man, it like barely sprinkled today. And I didn't want to well, well, Ariel, for those people who are listening who have never done a virtual show, tell, tell us a little bit about how it works. So yeah, so um, it's funny. A lot of people that try it for the first time, you know, if, if they're hesitant about it, they're like, there's no way it's going to feel like a real show or I'm going to get feedback. Even me when I've entered, it's just there's something about it when you know you're being filmed and you know a judge is going to watch you you're, you're, it's completely different. You kind of have the same show nerves, which is good because you want to practice for real live shows, or if you just want to have a real live show vibe at home, it's awesome. Um, you know, it, it feels more like a live show than I think people assume. Um, but it's also really easy. So all you have to do is set up an arena and 
And like I said, you can use painted milk jugs as the markers. As long as the judge can see it in the video, that's fine. It doesn't have to be some fancy arena. Um, and then you have to film from C and it really helps the judges if you film in landscape mode. So I know a lot of people have PIVOs um, or if you have a friend that films, that's fine too. Um, so you just film your ride and then you go onto our website, you find the test that you rode, you add it to your cart, and then you send the YouTube or Vimeo link to our email or attach it at checkout. And that's it. I mean, it's super easy. And then what happens to the test? Um, it gets sent to an arbitrary judge and tell us a little bit about your judges. And then what kind of feedback do the riders get? So we have a, a crew of awesome judges. I mean, I'm super, super lucky to have the judges that I have. Um, and so our shows are typically run end of the month. We have a couple hosted shows in the middle of the month that people can enter and keep an eye out for. But every month, other than December, we have a horse show. So um, you're going to have to submit between either the 1st and the 23rd or the 24th of the month. And then the judges have about five to six days to judge. And the scores are posted on the very last day of the month. So, you know, there is a time frame that you have to have your little waiting period for, of course. Um, but the judges will take a look, score it just like a regular show. You get your feedback and test, um, you know, posted to the website for you to download. It looks just like a regular test. You're going to get, I mean, it's, it's as close to a regular show as you can think of really. Um, and so, and that's it. And if you want ribbons, you can also add ribbons to your, your, uh, checkout and we'll mail them to you. So you can also get official better dressage scores ribbons. So two, two questions that, that brings up for me. One is, do you think that the judges give more feedback than at a regular licensed competition or a schooling show since they're doing it in the comfort of their living room or their kitchen or whatever? And how do you decide on ribbons? How, are, how Do you have actual classes that people participate in or do you use the Danish system? How does that work? So... I will say, I do think that you get more feedback than a regular show and you're, and I'm sure because you're one of our judges, it's probably because you do have more time in your living room and we do have very caring judges. I feel like I've had judges that have emailed me. Um, I know we can do the extra feedback option at checkout. And so when riders don't click it, I've had judges email me and say, look, I know they didn't pay for it, but I just, I think I could help them with this one little thing. Is that okay? Of course, you know, and, and so you do get a little bit more feedback sometimes than you would at a regular show. Um, and it's also nice to be able to, you can see what judges are, are coming up for each month, ride with that judge. And then a couple months later, work on what they noted and watch your improvement, which is nice. And you don't have to wait forever to be able to be in front of that judge again. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sorry, what was the second question? <laughs> How do people get ribbons? How do you decide on ribbons and placings? So for ribbons and placings, we do more of a compete against yourself format. And the reason for that is because we basically allow any test under the sun to be available to riders. I can't guarantee that if you enter USDF intro A, that someone else is going to enter that same month and do that test. So, you know, you'd get an automatic first place if nobody enters. Um, and if we did that for every show, I feel like it's a little bit tougher to see your improvement, but in this case, you compete against yourself. So depending on your score, so a 70 and above is first place, 65 to 70 is, or 69.9 is, um, is second place and so on and so forth. So it's really more about your own score. Now, when we do a hosted show, if a club, we've had pony clubs and barns and different organizations that want to host a show with us. 
um, and they choose specific tests that they want their riders to enter. So that narrows the pool of options for riders to, to enter in. And then in that case, they can choose to do the compete against yourself, but a lot of them do the typical show, you know, compete against others format. So those are the ones that people want to compete against other riders, then enter the hosted shows. Um, otherwise, the end of the month, they're going to be compete against yourself. Okay, cool. And do you have year end awards too? Yes, we do. So the top three riders, um, you do have to sign up to be a uh, Better Dressage Scores member. And then the top three riders from that will get a saddle pad and a big, big fancy ribbon and prizes from some of our sponsors um, and a free entry for the following year for Better Dressage Scores. And then the top 10 total get a, um, a free entry for Better Dressage Scores. Nice. Yeah. Swag is good. We like <laughs> We that. always love prizes. Prizes are big, big ribbons. Those are like, oh, <laughs> yeah, fun. the big ribbons are, are awesome. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think so much so much would go into that, but it's like, yes, I want a big ribbon. And big it's ribbon. giant. Absolutely. It's gorgeous. I love it. I like, I made sure to pick like one of the prettiest ribbons I could order. <laughs> so I know that when this first started, there was some controversy with um, USDF and USEF about um, doing these virtual shows because there was no way to, um, to follow up on whether people were meeting all of the rules of a show and tack issues and stuff like that. How do you handle that? So since we're competing against ourselves, we have a little bit more leeway on that. Um, I've had riders that ask if they can submit test bareback because they just want to do it for fun. Or they say, I know that this bit is not legal normally, or I'm not supposed to in a live show, but can I submit this because it works better? You know, sometimes it's like a fly mask there. I know there's one lady that whose horse just has really big eye sensitivity. And she's asked if she can wear, have her horse wear a fly mask for, for her horse's safety. And again, because it's compete against yourself, that's perfectly fine. I let the judges know, make sure it's okay with them. Um, you know, it's, it's really what the rider wants. It is a little bit tougher when we have shows where riders compete against others. There's a lot more um, strict rules, but in all honesty, you know, we do go by the honesty is the best policy and, and people do adhere to it a lot. Good. Good. So why, why do you think um, the virtual shows are so popular? You know, it was, it was popular before COVID. Obviously it went up big time because people were missing out on horse shows. Yeah. But I think a lot of it is that it does feel like a, a like pretty close to a real show. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, there's a lot of groups of, of, barns and riders they get together and they have their filming day so it's kind of like a show as well you know you watch your mm. other your your other uh barn mates compete against you and watch their test and all that kind of stuff it's a lot of fun and it's easy and it's so much cheaper and you don't have to haul and it's <laughs> i mean there's so many benefits to it you it's don't crazy. have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to get your horse on the trailer exactly <laughs> oh my it's so convenient and you have these judges that you would probably never be able to be in front of before so i think that's another huge perk of i mean i know for me in in my area we're I mean, a lot of times around the same judges over and over and over, and you can branch out this way, which is just right. awesome. Yeah. One of the things that's really struck me with, with some of them is, you know, you say honesty is the best policy. And I think, I think people really are very upfront about things. There have been a number of tests that I've judged where the person comes down center line and it's just bad. 
you know, they, they halt and they back up and they spin and they do all of this stuff and they just keep riding as if it's a show. And there's this little voice in the back of my head that says, why didn't they just turn the tape off and start <laughs> over again? <laughs> you know, I but- say the same thing. And there are so many people that have entered and then they email me and they're like, oh, you know, I filmed, but it's just, it's really bad. I'm embarrassed. And I tell them all the time, no, send it in. And sometimes your worst rides is where you learn the most. Yep. And they're like, oh, is the judge going to hate me? I said, no, that's what they're here for. I mean, <laughs> it happens. It's not like the judges have never had a bad ride in their life. It happens. So, and, and they send it in and we have a lot of honestly terrible rides where they're just like, well, help me fix it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. It happens with really bad quality video. I know there've been a few that I've sent back to you that I've said, you know, I've done the best that I can. Um, there, I think there's only been one that I have just absolutely said, I can't judge this. That does come up a lot. And there's some where there's portions of the test that are clipped out. And so of course your score goes down. So we'll email the riders. Like if the times that you've emailed me and said, Ooh, this is really bad quality. We email the riders and say, look, the judge is doing the best they can. Um, but it is a poor quality video. So your score is going to be just naturally lower than what it probably should be because she can't tell. So she can't give an accurate score. So if you want your best possible score, you know, make sure you send in a good quality video next time because you might have the best ride of your life and yeah. you won't have the best score of your life because of the video. Yeah. So that's just something that we kind of tell riders, um, you know, if, if you want to really test your skills, you've got to have good quality video in landscape mode, use Zoom, make sure the cones and the markers in your arena are very visible and that's gonna help the judge tremendously. Yeah, I know one of the worst videos that I had to judge it, I guess it was dusk um, and the the rider was white and the trees behind her were white and the arena was white (laughs) and there was no zoom and, uh, you know, it was just and I wanted desperately to be able to judge her and it was just so hard and I felt terrible. So when you think about, you know, video quality, it's not that you need a professional videographer, it's just, you know, if, if, if the lighting is a little bit funny, you know, maybe wear bright red britches. I mean, I know that's not show attire, but, you know, something that just stands out a little bit um, because we, we as judges do do our best to, to, to try to judge. But if we can't, if we literally can't see things, right. we can't see it. <laughs> it's hard to judge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and we do tell riders, you know, if, if you're in a dark arena, wear light colors. If you're, especially if you're on a dark horse with a dark saddle, wear light colors. So we can tell the difference between you and your horse. Yeah. Um, there's a, and, and like you said, it doesn't have to be super professional, high quality. I mean, nowadays, all of our sm- smartphones are more than capable of capturing that yeah. good quality video that we're yeah. looking for. Yeah. And it's important to make sure that you get the whole ride. I mean, people cutting off corners, um, you know, a corner is an important part of the test. And if I don't, and especially if there is a transition in that corner and I see, you know, A and I see K, but I don't see the corner between them. <laughs> and, and one minute you're trotting and the next minute you're cantering. I didn't see your transition. It's called a magic transition. No, I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> No, 
No, it's exactly right. And so we've told riders, you know, you got a zero on this. It might've been an eight and you got a zero because it's just cut out from your video. And yeah. really no one, not a single rider to date has tried to, you know, like call me out and say, that's not fair or me. They just get it. And they're like, nope, that's great. She gave me feedback on the whole rest of my video. I knew this going in, but I wanted to submit anyways, cause I need feedback. Sometimes it's just a timely thing where they're like, oh, I have a show coming up and I just needed any feedback I possibly could beforehand. You know, it's on me that I missed that corner, but I appreciate it. We've just never had a rider that complains about anything like that because they, they completely get it. Yeah, that's really nice. So what other, you've given us some good tips. Um, what other tips do you have to, uh, to help people enter, you know, and, and do the best job that they can? if they have questions beforehand, if they're confused on anything is to reach out, to email me, because I always try to let people know this is not some big company corporation type <laughs> thing. It's, it's me and it's my judges and we're super friendly and nice. I promise. Um, and I think that makes a big difference. Once I have writers email me and they see that um, if they're having issues, I've given them a phone call before and walk them through it and help them upload videos. And we have a lot of information on how to upload videos and all that kind of stuff, just to not be afraid to reach out and ask questions. Um, because it would be a real shame if some of the riders that said, oh no, I had bell boots on in this video. I guess I can't submit. If they mm. hadn't reached out and, and knew that it's okay, you're competing against yourself. You made a mistake this time, but it's the last day and you want to submit, email me, check with me. It's going to be okay. <laughs> we'll make it work. And, and you could have missed out on some great feedback just because of, you know, you didn't want to reach out to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do your riders have the option of selecting a specific judge or do you, are you clear with which judges are judging which months? Because you've got some pretty, and I'm not talking about me here. <laughs> well, you've got some pretty fancy judges. I mean, you've got I some, do have some, some best judges. I, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say that I am like floored every day about the group of judges that I have. I don't understand it, but I'm not going to question it. And I'm going to hold on <laughs> tight to you guys, but we have some like world-class judges. It's insane. Yeah. And so you can't choose, you know, you can't enter one month and say, Oh, I want this specific judge. It's labeled um, on the, on the enter a show page, what mm -hmm. judge is um, going to be that month. And we have to schedule these out because I mean, of course, as judges, you guys have other shows, whether it's virtual or live that you need to work on. Maybe you have a clinic, maybe you have lessons. So we actually schedule out the judges for the entire year in January. And so we know what judges are coming up and who's doing what month. So there's no way to really request. If there was a specific reason that a rider needed to request a judge, again, they can email me and we can work something out and I can see if that judge is available. Um, you know, there's always something that we can at least try for. Mm -hmm. And you do all of the tests, pretty much anything that anybody would want to do. You do the USDF tests, you do FEI tests, eventing tests, Western dressage, gated. Yeah, we do. And we do um, Canadian dressage, Canadian eventing, um, our hosted show this month has pre Caprilli. Um, we've had a, like I said, bareback test. I mean, everything. Um, oh, we've also had little mini ponies with a, for driving tests. I mean, so, so much fun stuff can be done. Um, and I think that's also a great part of virtual showing that if you have a very specific niche or 
uh, or, you know, test that you want to do that isn't listed on the website, again, reach out because I'm not kidding with the judges that we have, they've judged everything before. And so I can just email them and say, Hey, has anybody done this test before? Is anybody comfortable with it? And I promise you like five hands are going to raise <laughs> so we can make it happen. I can, I can make that test happen for you just because it's not listed on the website. Don't think that, you know, you can't enter. What, what's the funniest or the most surprising video you think you've ever gotten? I think it was the, the mini horse driving. I just watched that one on loop. I thought it was the cutest <laughs> thing in the whole world. And I didn't get that. Ride, I don't think you did. It was so, oh. it was so fun. She emailed me and she said, it's not a driving test. Can I just do, you know, I think it was intro a USDF intro a just for fun. I was like, go for it. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> And it was just this little mini horse prancing his way around. I thought it was just, I watched it so many times. <laughs> oh, that's great. And you, you commented uh, about some of the backgrounds and, and that sort of thing. And, and um, you talked a little bit about where else uh, people have shown from, but are there, were there anyone, well, the snow obviously stood out in your mind, but were there any other like scenic views or scenery things that really stood out to you? I think the mountainside views are the ones that get me the most, mostly yeah. because here in Louisiana, it's just flatland. Like I yeah. just don't see mountains very often. So even in a video, it's amazing to me. Um, but we've had some where just the arena itself is gorgeous. Yeah. We've had some, um, we have a rider in, uh, North Carolina that, that rides with us often. And, uh, she has her chickens that run across the field yeah. as she's riding sometimes, which cracks me up. So, and, and that's, I think that's one of the ones that gets me too, is sometimes the funny moments that happen and people submit anyways, it's just hilarious. Right. And the chicken right. didn't phase her ride at all. I mean, it just ran across during the video and. <laughs> She I judged that one. one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. It's great. And, and I, it is, it's the mountainside. It's the, it's the different types of arenas, the snow. Um, I also love to watch riders when you can tell that it rained hard and they were like, screw it. I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> and they ride and there's just mud going everywhere. And I think it, it puts me to shame. Like I said, if it sprinkles outside, I'm like, well, I guess I can't ride for a month, but it's just, it's really cool to see how dedicated people are even for online showing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, so where can people go to learn more about your, your shows? They can go to the website, which is betterdressagescores.com. They can go to our Facebook page um, and they can also email me, which is info at betterdressagescores.com. Like I said, it's just me. I'm happy to talk. Um, my first email that I always send out to people is even if you don't have a question and you just want to make a new horse friend, I'm here. Great. Well, and, and full disclosure here, I have to say that when I first started judging for Ariel, we really hit it off. And she actually arranged for me to come down to Louisiana and judge for her GMO. And I got to meet her live and in person, and it was just a wonderful opportunity. And how else would I have met her? Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, it's just it's this is just a really cool way of getting to know new people as for as a judge to get to know new people from all over the country and to watch people improve and to feel like I'm just a little bit of a part of their progress. So it's a, it's a great, it's a great platform. It's wonderful for people. I think it's a wonderful opportunity for learning and Ariel's just really easy and relaxed and wonderful to work with. 
And, and it has been a pleasure talking with you and learning more about it and just hearing some of the stories of, um, you know, all those people out there. And I would encourage everyone to, uh, if, they, if they have showing ambition or even if they just want to kind of have a good time and, and go for a big fancy pretty ribbon. To, big uh, fancy ribbons. <laughs> to give it a try. Absolutely. And even if it's don't, yes. under, don't underestimate the saddle pads. You know, Aviva and saddle pads. You have an obsession with saddle pads for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's a great place to meet people, to practice for live shows, to have your first show ever, which we've had a ton of those. And also if you're trying to move up in levels, it's a great place to start. So, and again, if they just want to make friends with a new horse person, I'm here for it. Very good. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to talk with us. We appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. I had fun. Thank you to our sponsor, Purina Animal Nutrition, and to Ariel Stafford for joining us today. Thanks for listening to the Dressage Today podcast. If you've missed any episodes or to subscribe, Go to Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Learn more and read in-depth training articles at dressagetoday.com, or you can visit our subscription video site, ondemand.dressagetoday.com. Be sure to give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Happy riding, and we'll see you at X. The Dressage Today podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of Equine Network, LLC.